This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. All right, welcome to hour number two here on a Wednesday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. Pleased to be joined now by the executive director of the Senior Bowl, who pulled off another star-studded event just last week and uh, can actually breathe a little bit now. Uh, so he was kind enough to give us a little bit of his time. It's Jim Nagy joining us. Jim, uh, have you had the big collective exhale? Because we know this is a heavy lift for you and your crew down there. Yeah, Chris, Steve, thanks for having me on. We we have. We're starting to exhale. Um, you know, everyone asked me during the week, when do you get to do that? Um, they think it's like when we get to game day, but it's it's not until all 125 guys are on a plane and out of here safely. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can exhale. So, no, we're, we've done some debrief meetings here on Monday, um, high-level stuff, just going over the week. And, uh, you know, now it's just uh, – I'm getting I'm getting hand cramps. I've got a lot of thank you notes thank you notes to write this week. So we're we're still getting some stuff done, but definitely on the uh, definitely on the decompression mode. And it's interesting. We were looking at this and the history of the Senior Bowl with with our own franchise, the Buffalo Bills, over the last since 2017. This new with uh, Sean McDermott as head coach, 23 players have come through the Senior Bowl that has have ended up through the draft or undrafted free agents as Buffalo Bills. 23. Over the last, you know, years. F- five years, this will be the sixth year. Does is do you have any idea about whether that's average for most NFL teams, or is do the Bills kind of do that uh, as a general rule? Trying to do the math in my head, that that seems about average. Um, you know, like last year, we had we had five teams take six players out of the game. We had five teams take five players out of the game. So. Yeah, that seems about average, but you know, they've done really well in the defensive backfield with like Teron Johnson and the guy over my shoulder here, um, over there, uh, <laughs> Trinidad, obviously DeMar Hamlin and, and guys like that. It seems like they've gotten a lot of DBs, but I, I know in the last couple of years, like Boogie Basham and, um, they've gotten some good ones and, and obviously the QB is a big part of what they're doing. Yeah. Saran Neal and Levi Wallace, two other DBs that they got out of the senior bowl also, um, 
So offensive line is an area that is of concern to Bills fans. I don't know if I know another fan base that talks as much about offensive line play as Bills fans up here. Uh, they're pretty well educated, and they want some upgrades. And you were not short of O-line talent at the Senior Bowl. In fact, there were some days where they just flat-out dominated in the practice sessions. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> they even had three guys sitting on a bench together. I think it was Osiris Torrance, Darnell Wright, and there was one other fella next to him. I th- it might have been Bergeron or Mock. I can't remember. And I'm like, wow, that's a pretty good trio that a lot of NFL teams would take in a second. Um, <laughs> what do you make of the group you had this year overall? And would you say it's one of the better ones that you've had since you've been executive director? Well, I'll start by saying this. I think the Bills fan base isn't alone. Just paying attention to Twitter. I think every fan base in the league wants better offensive line play. (laughs) Um, And I do think that's why a lot of these guys are going to get, I wouldn't say overdrafted, but maybe pushed a little bit. I think teams are going to really emphasize offensive line in the first three rounds. Um, That's where you're getting a lot of your immediate starters from. So we had a lot of those guys. I expect the majority of our offensive line crew, which was, 22 to 24 guys. I think we brought in 24. I think we ended with 22 or 21. Um, I think those guys are mostly going to be off the board in those first three or four rounds. Um, Yeah, a lot of guys, I don't know about, you know, we've had some really good offensive line classes. The first year we were here, we had 10, we had 10 first round picks and I believe six of them were offensive linemen. So that's really a, that's really a position group that's been, it's been one of strength and, and you rattled off some of the names, Cody Mock from North Dakota state, um, Osiris Torrance from Florida, Jalen Duncan from Maryland, um, you know, a couple of the right tackles, Darnell Wright from Tennessee, Dewan Jones from Ohio State. I mean, I think there's there could be five, six, seven of these guys going the first round this year. Have you gotten it? And you said you were doing some wrap up meetings, some kind of in, you know, wrap up kind of overall encompassing, you know, rehash of the week. Did you and how much did you feed get feedback from the coaches who handled this the the clubs you know the the players how uh, what kind of feedback did you get from the head coaches involved yeah you know that was a new format for us we've uh we've had the full coaching staffs for 73 years so when that was thrown at us this summer that we were going to have a collection of assistants you know that took me back a little bit but uh you know what after going through the week with those guys it worked great um it was awesome and, and more, most importantly i think it was great for our players um, rather than be exposed to just two teams behind the scenes all week we they were exposed to 16 non-playoff teams and and again i we haven't done a deep dive into the detailed stuff i i i think i tried to speak to each one of them individually before they left mobile on on sunday morning um just thanking them uh for being a big part of our week um and then telling them i i I I welcome any feedback obviously you're not going to go through this for the first time and not have any bumps or things we can do better so um, yeah, I think, you know, and, and again, the overwhelming response was, Jim, this was a great week, incredible. Um, they enjoyed um, just the just the camaraderie and learning from each other. A lot of these guys have only worked on one or two staffs that are really network and, and be open to different schemes and philosophies and values. Uh, I think that was a great thing for our coaches. But no, we have to do that more formally as we as we work through the next couple of weeks. One uh, position group that looks to be particularly strong this year, according to the draft Knicks, is the tight end spot. Um, some people are projecting as many as five could go in the top 50, um, which, you know, is not commonplace for that position, although maybe it's drifting that way with how many more pass-catching tight ends seem to be cropping up in the college ranks. You had one who probably will go in the top 50, and Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State. 
I don't even know if I call him a tight end. I mean, he's like a tight <laughs> receiver, Jim. Um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because he's jersey number 88, but I, I watch him run, and I kind of see Mike Gesicki all over again. I don't know what you think about him. Yeah, you're right about the speed factor, and that showed up during the week. The guy can can really get down the seam. He made a bunch of big plays um, down the field during the week, and he was a guy that needed a big week. He only played in two games this year for Oregon State, um, was injured, uh, and, and the guys up on the Beaver staff think this guy could run in the high four fours. And based off what it looked like on the field, I wouldn't rule that out. Um, he's definitely going to be a, a four or five guy, which at 6'6", 260 pounds, that is a big man moving. So, um, yeah, he's, he's, I think he's safely going to be a top 50 pick. We had another guy, Dalton Kincaid, was going to come play in the game who'd accepted an invite from Utah um, and then an injury in the very last game of the season uh, for the Utes, and he couldn't, couldn't move forward with the draft process. But I think Dalton's going to, you know, Dalton could be a first-round pick. Luke might too. I think both those guys are safe. So, if you need a tight end need, I know Knox has been a great player up there. Uh, you know, Tommy Sweeney and Quentin Morris are senior bowl alums, uh, depth, depth level guys for you. I think, I think Q made a big jump for you guys yeah. talking to the guys on the staff. But yeah, if you're looking for one, it's certainly a good year to need one. And give us an idea of the, but cause there's always buzz going on. There's people, I mean, these practices are attended with a lot of interest by teams around the NFL. They're, they're more interested really in the practices than they are even in watching these guys play in the game. It's just a great way to get really close to these guys. Who created – give me a handful of guys who created a lot of buzz that surprised the coaching staffs and the people who are watching practice week in, week out. Yeah, you know, there's a number of those guys. And I I, I actually saw Brandon Bean down on the field a couple times. He, he was right up in the middle of it. So Bills fans would hopefully be glad to hear that, that their GM was uh, – you know, was downfield level, really trying to take it all in. You know, a couple guys that stand out was the guy that we brought up last, you know, the week before from the NFL PA game, uh, a linebacker safety hybrid player from Sacramento State, Marte Mapu. Um, he's only, you know, he's 6'3", 220 pounds, but he, he hits like a ton of bricks. Um, this guy's got a lot of pop in his body for someone that size. He hits like a much bigger man. And in the nine on seven periods, he really stood out. Um, you know, he had a couple really strong days and then got hurt, uh, couldn't play in the game, but, but for a small school guy, he, he certainly generated a lot of buzz and I'm, I'm going to cheat on you. I'm going to peek above the, the, the computer here and, uh, you know, just look up, look up at the board and cheat a little bit, but, you know, and running back Tajay Spears was the guy that we had it on as a day two player. Um, I don't know if like the draft Knicks or, or you know, people outside the league did, but, but not Tajay was our overall practice player of the week. Um, and that was voted on by 32 league execs. I pulled one guy from every club. Um, and he was kind of the overwhelming, uh, pick at that position. So Tajay had his kind of coming out party in the cotton bowl against USC with five touchdowns. And he really followed it up this week with an un last week with an un unbelievable week here in mobile. Um, you know, big play guy, big play, open field space player. Um, you get him to the second level and he's going to, he's going to make a lot happen. So those two guys stick out, but there was, I mean, we could kind of go on and on. There's a lot of players that, uh, you know, Kate came in maybe a little bit under the radar that uh, certainly leaving Mobile aren't under the radar anymore. Yeah. And you know, the, for the bills, I think the fans, their focus is that we got to go all in on offense, more weapons for Josh, get him a better line and all of this. And, Steve and I were just talking about this last segment, kind of a hidden positional need of pretty significant importance is the safety spot with Poyer being a free agent, DeMar Hamlin's future playing career up in the air, 
and then Jaquan Johnson and Dean Marlowe, the veteran safety, also free agents. I mean, it's basically Micah Hyde, and the rest of the cupboard is bare. Um, Chris Smith is a guy we saw an awful lot on national TV, you know, you know, with the SEC being on CBS every weekend and playing for a high-profile team like Georgia. What kind of week did he have, and, and what do you think is his appeal, you know, for, for NFL scouts? Yeah, Chris had a great year. Chris is one of, uh, you know, he was eligible for the Senior Bowl last year. He was a guy that exercised that extra COVID year, went back to school, and I'm glad he did. He, uh, you know, last year he kind of fell a little bit below the line for for our game. We had him in like the sixth round a year ago. And, uh, you know, like digging into a little more with Chris in the in the coaching staff at Georgia, he finally got healthy. He had a healthy offseason. He was bothered with an injury in, in 2021. Um, and, and not only did he look like a different player, he, he almost looked like a different athlete this year. And I think you can attribute that to the health factor. Uh, he looked quicker. He looked more explosive. He was covering more ground. He was making more plays before this year. He kind of looked like that cerebral guy, which he is very cerebral really had he, um, I know he did a great job in the interviews talking to teams, but he looked like one of those guys that just put him in the right, put himself in the right spot to make plays. And this year he was actually getting off the spot and making plays, if that makes sense. So, uh, yeah, he had a great week down here. Jamie Robinson from Florida State is another guy that I think is going to be a day two player. I think Chris will go on day two somewhere. I think those guys plug in as starters. J.L. Skinner from Boise State, little different physical package at 6'3", 210 pounds um, than those other guys. But but again, J.L. was was practice player of the week uh, at the DB spot for for his team. And uh, he had a great week. So there's certainly it's a pretty good safety class if you need one as well. Um, there's, you know there's some starters to be had in that group. If you, if you're going to lose as much as it sounds like you might lose, um, there's some answers in this draft. Yeah. One of the things that's been true of the draft over the last three or four years has been full of top quality first round wide receivers. It's been, and this year, not so much. There are some guys out there, of course, but they're fewer and far between rather than guys you could get that are day one starters, even in the high second round, that kind of thing in the third round, Guys who are difference makers have been found because the wide receiver group has been so deep. This year, it's kind of uh, a little bit different than that. Uh, it starts with a guy like Rasheed Rice from SMU, guys like that who showed up. And give us a little synopsis of the wide receiver group. Yeah, I mean, there, there's good players to be found all the way through. I mean, if you scout them right, some of these guys get really undervalued in the draft process. I think uh, – Khalil Shakir from that you guys got last year. And I think the fifth round, I mean, I, I, you know, talking to the guys up there, they're excited about what, what he's going to be in year two. So there's talent to be found. Rashi Rice is, is a really good player. Um, he's big. He's, 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 you know, makes a lot of contested plays. He's got quickness. He's got run after the catch. He had a good week. Uh, Jaden Reed from Michigan state was, was maybe the most dynamic receiver that we had during the week, but you know, just in terms of off the line releases, getting open. Uh, he had a great week. Tank Dell from Houston, a really another dynamic slot player. Um, you know, it's, I think this, I think this wide receiver class is getting undervalued. There's some good ones. I, and I think, I think in that third, fourth round mix, you're going to see some guys like a Terry McLaurin a couple of years ago from the commanders, whatever that was four years ago. Now, I think that might've been my first senior bowl. Um, you know, Terry went in the third and now look at him. I think there's going to be a couple guys in this class that that uh, when it's all said and done are going to elevate and be really good starters. Do you think that and maybe just put your old NFL scout hat back on for a second. Do you think part of the reason why we may see some 
receivers undervalued is because, let's face it, the NFL's been spoiled the last few years with like some true alpha male, no doubter, you know, top half of the first round receivers the last three or four years. And while they might not be in as plentiful supply this year, you're certainly going to be able people that can help you sooner rather than later. Why is there some phenomenon we're not aware of that, you know, maybe you as a former scout can shed some light on as to why that may or may not happen in terms of undervaluing some of the guys in this year's class. Well, first of all, I never take off my NFL scouting hat. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. That's a permanent fixture. I, I, you know, I still approach this job just like I did when I was in the league, but you know, I do think more of these, the good thing for the NFL teams is you're seeing more immediate dividends at the wide receiver position. I know, Steve, when you played, it took guys two or three years to get up to speed. You might not get anything out of them. You know, they might have to come in and play special teams for a couple of years, you know, and, and be your be your understudy on teams before they really broke through. And now we're seeing a lot of guys come in right away um, and have big contributions uh, at the wide receiver spot. And I, I think that's attributable to a lot of things. I think the NFL's adapted. They're pulling up concepts from college. I think the you know the proliferation of seven on seven can help. Um, but yeah, you're you're going to see more guys transition quickly, and there are there's going to be a bunch of guys that right now people are talking about in that fourth fifth round area um, that are going to step in and, and be really good players. You know, like just out of our game last year, look what look what Christian Watson did the second half of the year for the Green Bay Packers, and yeah. and I know Christian thirty fourth overall. You kind of expect that production out of a high draft pick, but. Um, you know, there's there, there's good players to be had outside of the first round. You don't have to take a receiver in the top 20 picks to get to get good production out of them. So you've been on on this end of the college draft for a long time now, scouting guys and now running this senior bowl and seeing these guys come through. And you've been a scout and now you're talking to these guys. What is it? Is it the same as it's always been? I mean, to, to evaluate these guys, uh, how has it changed and are they getting any better at it? Um, in terms of the players, yeah, I think I think all these guys are getting bigger, faster, stronger. And I've been doing this, tw- uh, gosh, it's about 25 years now, um, dating myself. But, yeah, they're at every position. Now, these guys every year, you know, you maybe don't notice it year from year. But um, if you just think about what guys looked like five years ago or ten years ago, I think that all the training they're doing now in the offseason, the nutrition, and um, – it's a little bit of the, the Tom Brady effect. You know, I think that the TB12 factor, look at, you know, when you played, Steve, a lot of guys, you know, felt like they were towards the end in their early 30s, you know, and, when, and that's, when, that's when it was over for them. And that's why it's funny. You see, you see the reaction, um, you know, around the draft time with some of these, you know, quote unquote, older prospects, you know, the 24-year-olds, the 25-year-olds. Well, if you're playing now in your, you know, mid-30s and you're gaining a couple of years on the back end of your career, who cares if you're a couple of years older? And I think, you know, we're only seeing that because of the, you know, the extra COVID year and whatnot. But, uh, but no, I, I think these players are getting better every year. They're just the, the training, the nutrition, the it's, it's all making for a, for a better football player. Now. Last one I've got for you, Jim, I know I already mentioned that a lot of people are of the opinion. The tight end class is a strong one this year, two position groups that are even getting more hype than the tight ends is corner and edge rusher. Are you seeing, the same kind of depth that some of these other, you know, draft experts are seeing at those two positions. Certainly the edge category. We, we thought coming into the week when I was asked before the game, what I thought our best positions were, I thought running back um, in, in the edge crew were, were, were our strongest positions. 
and, and that that held true to form. You know, in the edge group, you got guys like Keon White from Georgia Tech. Looks like he's a first round lock now. Um, he had a really good week. Uh, Derek Hall from Auburn had a monster week, and, and he looks sounds like he's going to be a first round pick. Um, so that group was really strong. But the group that really surprised me was was our corner class coming into the coming into the game. We had a lot of got a lot of grades in that you know early day three fourth roundish area, and then you just saw guys take off. And we had a bigger group. It's a longer group. Darius Rush from South Carolina. Uh, big long body Julius Brents from Kansas State um, those Anthony Johnson from Virginia we had some big corners really step up and play big and you look at the Super Bowl this week you know Joshua Williams was in the game last year from Fayetteville State the Chiefs picked him in the fourth round and then they they waited all the way to the seventh to get a guy Jalen Watson from Washington State those will be the starting two corners in the Super Bowl yeah. this weekend and they got they got him in the fourth and seventh round same body types, big six one, six two guys with long arms. A lot of the guys that have a similar body type were, were guys that showed up during our week uh, last week here in Mobile. Jim's great talking to you. Really appreciate it. We'll look forward to seeing you at the combine when we run cross paths. Great guys, thanks for having me back on. I'll see you in Indy. All right. Thanks. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So, yeah, that's Jim Nagy, executive director of the Senior Bowl, and uh, he's kind of got the early look-see at everybody because he's, yeah. he's scouting these guys just to set up invites to yeah. the Senior Bowl. So before we even lay eyes on him at the Senior Bowl, this guy's like watched him and his staff have watched tape on a on a bunch of them, you know, all of them, 120 plus guys yeah. uh, over the course of, you know, October, November, December. So, you know, the guy's got an early look at a lot of the guys that he thinks are fits. Naturally, he's looking for senior eligible players for the Senior Bowl. Duh. But still in all, he's. He's watching an awful lot of tape. That's why he said, yeah. I never take my scouting hat off because he's kind of doing the same thing he did when he was a scout. He's right. just doing it for a showcase game. Now. Yeah, that's – yeah, and it's – they do not – I mean, that's why – it's a 
career where you just got to be comfortable living in a hotel. I mean, you're just traveling everywhere. And you th- imagine what Jim Nagy's doing. He's got to go to college games to see guys in person. He can watch film too, but you see him in person. What do they look like? What kind of athlete are they? Do they stand out on that field? And can you get them? Then you got to reach out to them and see if they want to play. And if they do, great. If they don't, well, you got to find somebody to fill that spot. It's you talk about a guy going from Alabama, Georgia, and all those schools all the way down to, you know, Fayetteville State. Exactly. Exactly. But, that, but Josh Williams from Fayetteville State, who was in the Senior Bowl last year, fourth round pick of the Chiefs, is going to start in the Super Bowl on Sunday. Yeah. At corner, like, it can happen. It really can't. That elevator is an express elevator right there. I mean, you're, you go to the top real I mean, quick. I, you know, I got to give it to the Chiefs. I really do because they had to sacrifice high-priced players on the defensive side of the ball this past offseason for the sake of revamping their receiving core. Mm-hmm. They throw Tyreek Hill overboard because he was going to cost too much money, and it was too much money to invest in their mind in one player. And they spread that money out over a group of players at the receiver position, power and numbers there. And they said, we're not going to re-sign Tyran Matthew. We're not going to re-sign starting corner Charvarius Ward. Um, and I think they had let Bashad Breeland go the previous year. Now you, th- you think about the decision Daniel Sorensen out the door. You think about the decision they made of their wide receiver core. Tyreek Hill's getting $30 million from the Dolphins. They're paying, the Chiefs are paying $21 million for like five guys yeah. total. For this year, yeah. For this year. They made it work. That's and, the and on the defensive gonna... side, kudos to their defensive staff, Steve Spagnolo and the crew. They got two rookies ready to play right away, and kudos to their scouting staff. I mean, they brought in guys that they thought could be quick on the uptake and step in and play a major role, and they did that. They did that. And, they're, I mean, corner is an important spot. And they got a guy in the fourth and the seventh round starting for them. And, and I mean, are they excelling? I don't know if you want to go that far, but they're holding it down and they got a yeah. pass rush on the front end to help them out. So, you know, Williams is in the right place at the right time and the AFC title game gets a pick off a deflected pass. That was a huge play uh, that pretty much ended the threat that Cincinnati was posing to climb back into that football game. Yeah, and the, and it works, you know, and certainly the Chiefs are doing it in a way, you know, you've t- said it a bun- bunch of times, the Bills are a little bit like behind the build. That tra- yeah, the build. The, the Bills got their quarterback a year behind, signed him to an extension a year behind, that kind of thing, and just you know, kind of that's where they're at. Uh, certainly they've risen to heights that the Bills are only aspiring to right now. You've got to get back to the AFC Championship game. You've got to play well on that day and get to the Super Bowl and play well on that day. And the Bills have yet to do that, but they are, you know, you're talking about a, an eyebrow away, mm-hmm. an eyelash away, and that's, that's as close as they are. All these teams, Cincinnati, Kansas City, Buffalo, um, Philly, San Francisco. You go down the list. There's only – through the end of this regular season, you could see the difference in the teams at the top of both conferences. Yeah. I, you mentioned Rishi Rice to him from SMU. I like that guy. 6'2", 203. You go watch his tape, and Jim mentioned it. The thing that stands out about his game, contested catches left and right. I mean, that guy – is out jumping the defender and winning time and time and time. And you might say, well, hold on. Can he not get separation? What's the problem? That's not all of his catches. But there are more than you're used to seeing on a college tape from that guy. And, and he just bodies people out and makes the catch. So 
interesting prospect, and I'm curious to see where he's going to go. He might be like an early day two guy, but as Jim said himself, you don't necessarily have to get that receiver in round one to get a guy that's going to be able to help you sooner rather than later in this year's draft class. You may not have the alpha males like the Garrett Wilsons, you know, the Jamison Williams and those guys, but you're going to have guys that can help you right away. And, and the Bills, fortunately for them, they don't need a number one. They need a number two that you right. can count on week in and week out. No, and you might be able to find that in round yeah, two or three. Yeah, and they, they need somebody to help. Somebody yeah. can get open. Somebody that the defense has to worry about to a certain degree, if not a, a lot. So I think they're going to get a guy. If they do take a receiver in the one, first or second round, Brownie, I think you can bet that when you look at him on paper, he's, gonna, he's at least going to look the part. He's going to have yeah. some traits. We got to take a break here, but when we come back, more of your thoughts on the tweet sheet and more of your phone calls as we talk Bill's free agent list and who you think might be the easiest for Buffalo to replace, knowing they can't bring all 22 back in the fold. We're back in a moment here on One Bill's Live. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back to One Bill's Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. And we got to get back to the tweet sheet here as we are uh, getting your thoughts on the Bills free agents most easily replaced in your mind. Guys that if they have to be replaced, you're not in a veritable panic as to how the roster is going to look without them. We should mention that NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell made his State of the League address at the Super Bowl, as he does every Super Bowl week. And he talked about more flexible scheduling, no longer just for Sunday night games, but that Monday night games will be flexed as well going forward, and that it's not out of the realm of possibility that Thursday night games may be flexed at some point in the future. Does that mean they're just going to flex them away? Because I'd be happy if they did that. I'm not a huge fan of Thursday night football. They ain't, no, that ain't going anywhere, bro. Well, not with the Amazon deal. That's not going but anywhere. here's the thing. Do you think that Goodell threw that out there? Like, and not today, but eventually Thursday night football could be flexed too. Do you think that's done to appease Jeff Bezos and the Amazon people after a horrible slate of Thursday night games this year? Do you remember the Thursday night games we watched this year? Holy remember, cow, they were yes, bad. They were bad. and They I was, were awful. And I was disappointed in the broadcast as much as I was in the <laughs> – I mean, the, you got you to bring something to the – it's an NFL game, yeah. and it's the best league in the, on the planet, and it's, it's the most watched television show in, yeah. in, the, you know, in the country all the time, yeah. every week. And Match the appeal with the call. Yeah. Y- come on. They I'm were. With, I'm with you. And I get it. They were bad games. Bad matchups, bad games, bad play. Okay. They were really bad, some of them. Um, I've never been a I've never been a sympathetic listener to a guy who says, well, it was a bad game, the call we yeah. weren't. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm with you on I'm that. I'm not about that. I am with you on that. And so. Because you have yes. a job to do, too. Yes. And so, having said that, I, yes, that's only a matter of time. Thursday night football will get flexed. Well, Bezos is like, I paid a billion for this. Well, right. I'll tell you, he's all right with it because even the first first yeah. week alone, they got umpteen million new subscribers. Right. And the league is going to give them – I can't remember if it's this coming season or 2024. They're getting a Black Friday game. Well, there you go. Because obviously right. they make a ton of money on Black Friday on Amazon, and now they're going to stick a game on there too to draw even more eyeballs. Holy 
that, yeah, Amazon could, I think Amazon probably couldn't be happier with the early returns, particularly given the fact that the product wasn't what they thought it would be or as good as it could be, and they still had the viewership that they did. Yeah. I think they're fine. But the league has always been a really, really, really good partner to work with for yeah. these broadcast companies. The other interesting note that Roger Goodell brought up, concussions went up in number, but he said the reason why that happened primarily was due to a broader, more conservative definition of what a concussion is. So in other words, independent neurological consultants, medical officials on the sideline, maybe it was not a true-to-form concussion in the traditional sense, but it was enough to pull a player off the field, put him yep. in concussion protocol. That goes towards the total for the season. Yeah, I, and I'll say this. I still this, think we're I, one short from week three, but that's just me. I did, I did notice a number of players, uh, more players than I have ever noticed before, pointed off the field by the officials, by this, uh, and say, Teddy getting, Bridgewater in New York. Right. He didn't even have one. Right. But they're, he was They're mis- checking him out. Yeah. They're checking him out. They, got evi- they evaluated a ton more guys this year, and as you would expect, they caught a few that might have gone under the radar in years prior. So yeah. that would elevate the number somewhat as well. I don't think there's anything inherent about the game that's different this year as to why the yeah. concussions went up. Most of them come on special teams plays, on punt coverage, but you would assume, probably rightfully so in this case, that because they broadened the definition and they started pointing guys out for less and less symptoms or less and less reasons, well, and you get more. It prompted more evaluations, so you're going to find more concussions when you have more evaluations. And I'll say this, too. Um, I'm not saying this. that They should catch all of them, 100%. Right. You know, and that's, yeah, going forward, they're going to try and do that. Well, they're going to layer their approach. You know, with more and more layers, think of it like it's the old Swiss cheese philosophy. If you keep stacking slices of Swiss cheese, eventually all the holes are going to be gone because all the layers are going to cover up all the holes. Right. And that's what you're trying to do with concussion protocol and concussion evaluation. And the league each year is getting a little bit better at it. Yeah, you're such a foodie. But (laughs) yes, it works, though. That's correct. And I'll say this, too. Even the casual fan, if you've been watching the league for even a handful of years, like five years, you've noticed a vast array of new type of helmets that guys are wearing. They're all different kinds now. Yep. Totally, and they all, they're looking weirder and different and yeah, space age. funky shapes and all that. There's a ton of that going on, and that's all player safety. So kudos to the league for doing that. And, and i got to say, kudos to them for being as transparent as they are and addressing it full front, you know, just yeah. saying, hey, you know, we had more concussions this year. What Bills free agent will be the easiest to replace in your mind? You know not all 22 are coming back, so if you got a, a player in mind that you think the Bills are capable of replacing without losing much in terms of talent on the field, you let us know at 803-0550. We go back to the phones and to Mark in West Seneca. What do you got for us, Mark, here on One Bills Live? Hi, guys. Um, as far as um, letting a guy go that uh... – can be replaced. I'm going to not go a free agent. I, I think it's time to move on from Ed Oliver. Um, okay. I don't believe the money he's going to command, uh, even with his fifth-year option this year, is, is worth it anymore. And we can't continue to have a guy that highly drafted to uh, be such a detriment in the run game. So 
Uh, that's where I would go with that. Um, okay, so his number at 10.7, you would want to, I'm guessing you want to trade him so you can at least get something in return? Exactly. Uh, we'll use that money somewhere else. Even if uh, I'm not the biggest Edmonds fan, but if we needed to use that money to keep Edmonds, then I'd be for that. Um, okay. But, yeah, I, I just think they need to be more formidable at uh, defensive tackle. So, um, and, it, and the reason I called, though, was uh, listening to the gentleman from the Senior Bowl, um, and he mentioned, and I missed the guy's name, uh, the hybrid linebacker safety kind of guy. Yeah, uh, when he met, the... yeah, when he mentioned that kid, uh, it, came, it came to my mind that I was thinking, if the Bills do end up letting Edmonds walk, is there any? Do you guys think, first of all, uh, is Milano is he capable of moving into the middle? And would the Bills ever consider about drafting a kid like that, putting in Milano's place and letting uh, Milano play in the middle? Is something like that could be done? And then real quick, uh, after listening to everything he said about draft picks, uh, I'm more convinced first-round offensive line, second and third wide receiver safety, however it falls out, whoever's a better value at each spot. And then I come back with another offensive lineman in the fourth round. That's my opinion. Thanks, guys, and I'll listen. All right, thanks, Mark. Good call. Uh, I don't hate your draft preferences. I think, as we all know, the draft rarely falls in a way that caters value-wise to your positional needs. And we also have to do the wait and see. Namely, wait and see what Brandon Bean and his pro personnel staff does in free agency first, where Brandon has made no secret of the fact that he tries to fill as many positional holes as possible going into the draft with free agency so as to afford them the freedom to go best player available in most cases. The problem with moving Milano down inside is is twofold. One, like, for instance, they drafted Terrell Bernard last year, and he and Milano, both instinctive players. Terrell Bernard is an inside linebacker like Tremaine Edmonds, but completely different. He's physically smaller and faster and all that kind of stuff and instinctive, whereas Tremaine Edmonds is this big, huge physical presence who is really mechanical and what he's doing is less instinctive. Um, if you put, say, for instance, Terrell Bernard evolves into the, your starting middle linebacker and Matt Milano's out there, you got two guys that weigh less than 230 trying to stop the run in the NFL. That's hard. Especially if you're playing a team like New England twice a year. Right. With a 230-pound running back. That's, that, that puts you in a tough spot physically. Unless you've got four massive defensive tackles up front who can soak up Cover blockers, up. maybe you got a chance. So, maybe. Yeah. We got to take a break here. Some final thoughts on the tweet sheet when we return here on One Bills Live, presented by Kaleida Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, back here on One Bills Live, Chris Brown, Steve Tasker, and we have a number of people that uh, take in the show every day, either on radio or on MSG, our television network. Thanks for doing it. We have some special viewers oh, out yeah. west, Steve. Yeah, Derby, Kansas. My dad, Gordon, is in the hospital. I want to say hi to him. Dad and my brother, Keith, with him. Uh, watching the, you're listening to the show on, on the app, and uh, want to say get well soon, pops. I'm, I'm thinking about you. Love you, Ben. Uh, doing well. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Out there in Derby, we got... We get people listening from all over, and today, I don't know if it's for usual that they listen to the show. I'd like to say they're like everyday listeners. Every day. Every single day. They're all listening two to hours, to uninterrupted. Their, yes. Um, I'm thinking, we are their total darkness. We're their isolation uh, <laughs> really isol- retreat for them. They're, they're every needing day isolation after they hear me, after they hear us. But, yeah. The Aaron Rodgers well, equivalent. Yes. Good well, get well soon, Dad. I, I appreciate you. And, Keith, you too. It's good to, good to see you guys. I'll, I'll be out there soon, I'm, su- I'm sure, to see you. Yeah, so <laughs> if we put a if we put a bow on this, I would say that you know who's replaceable really isn't a ch- a choice in some cases based on cost of a of a free right. agent. So really, the Bills are going to play the hand they're dealt, you know, based on dollars and cents, their cap situation, and everything else. And hopefully, free agency will fill some of the holes that are inevitably created. Due to some people perhaps perhaps getting priced right out of the Bills' price range. Yeah, and it's sure I'm sure that it's going to be one of those plays where there's going to be some surprises, uh, but there's also going to be some that are inevitabilities as well. Yeah. Uh, and we you know we don't know who they're going to be until you until you see it. But position has a lot to do with it. The value around the league of of has a lot to do Demand. with it. Some teams value positions more so than the Bills would, and the Bills value them more than other teams would, and yep. and that gets put into the mix as well. Yeah, that's why you kind of wonder where it's going to shake out. I mean, you already hear rumblings out there about teams that might be interested in some of Buffalo's free agents. Yeah, Tremaine Edmonds gets a lot of play. Yeah. Because teams don't like to play offense against him. You know, the guy is just this huge presence. so much space. Yeah, it's like this huge shadow that comes over your offense that you got to think, oh, I got to throw it around the guy or under the guy or – I got to deal with that guy, and right. you, you don't want to try yeah. to throw over him, and you you can't even get to the sideline before he does, right? So, um, a lot of teams covet somebody like Tremaine, and and Bills fans have always been polarized by him. So it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. That'll do it for us today for this Wednesday edition of One Bills Live. We will be back tomorrow, where our featured guest will be ESPN's Sam Acho. He'll talk to us about the Super Bowl. He's also got a new book coming out. We'll talk to him about that tomorrow. We'll see you folks at 1 p.m. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 